Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Intersection podcast. In this episode, I got to talk with Yorgios, a semester exchange student from Panama who was on Augustana's campus for only a brief amount of time, but yet experienced so much and brought so much to the community. In this episode, he'll share his experience applying for the exchange program that brought him here, while also sharing his story of embracing change and diversity in a new setting. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss it. to the Intersection Podcast. My name is Henry Sule, and today I am joined by Georgios. Georgios, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, hi, my name is Georgios Vasilopoulos, and I'm an exchange student here at Poggy. Nice. So, how did you, how's your semester? Let me, let me just start off there. How's your semester been so far? You've been here for four months. Yeah. Um, it's been a great semester. Like, I think one of the things I've liked the most about uh, this opportunity is not only like the academic part of it, which means that you get to meet amazing professors and actually learn a lot from their classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the thing I've liked the most is probably uh, the people I've met. I've met people from all over the world, really different cultures. Um, and they get to offer me like some of their insights, how actually to get to learn from like a first person experience. Um, information about their cultures, their customs, the thing that they consider important to uphold even uh, in an, an exchange experience overseas. Um, so yeah, I think it's been an amazing semester, definitely. Now, in the end of it, uh, I'm almost feeling a bit um, melancholic and sad because I won't have that once I go back home. And what is back home? Like, what were you doing before you got here? What was pre-Augustana University? So as a so I'm from Panama, I'm half Panamanian, half Greek, I'm 21 years old and currently I'm in my third year of studying uh, law and political science in Universidad Santa Maria la Antigua in Panama, which is a Catholic uh, university. Uh, so life back home was probably quite or- oriented to my academic performance, trying to learn as much as I could and probably is in the process of uh, growing and learning that I eventually found this scholarship, which is named um, Global Undergraduate Exchange Scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially that's that's what brought me here. So, you know, keep studying. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you go about finding it? Did, or did you, did you know you wanted to always study abroad, um, for whether it was an exchange semester or a full-on program? Mm-hmm. How did you, and how yeah. did you go about finding it? Um, like, first of all, I remember when I was probably eight and, or nine years old just watching movies and watching the classic American college experience uh, mm-hmm. as you are like, exposed to it through American media or American movies. Um, and I remember saying to my dad, like, hey, I want to I wanna experience that one day. I want to mm-hmm. be able to go to those college parties. I want to be in those really big classrooms that they see in the movies. Um, and my dad telling me something like, well, you'll have to study really, really hard because I'm not sure I can pay it. <laughs> um, and then what happened is that throughout my years in, in high school or junior high school, I probably forgot about it and didn't think as much uh, about studying in the United States because you grew up and, and you start just focusing more on what you have in front of you. Yeah. Um, but in around that time, when I was like 16 or 17, I was doing debate. I was really into debate in that moment. And my debate advisor, his name is Manuel Calvo, uh, shout out to Manuel wherever you are. Uh, he won this exact scholarship and so he had to like uh, miss a couple of our classes actually like he went away for four months as I'm doing right now 
and our like we as his students we didn't get to see him for that time and we were all wondering like hey where's Manuel what what's going on mm-hmm. um, until he told us like hey I'm I'm abroad in this on this on this um, exchange program I, it's been an amazing experience and I'm learning so much he was sent to Indiana he was placed in um, Bell State University in Indiana and. He actually kept doing debate there. He won a couple um, like championships and everything. So seeing him doing that oh, um, in, on Indiana, in Indiana, is probably what inspired me as well to, to like have that scholarship in mind and be mm-hmm. like, hey, this is an exchange program. It was more or less apparently uh, accessible to him. Um, he's a, he was and he is a law student as well. So when I decided to study law, I had in mind that at some point I would like to apply for that scholarship and probably at least have a semester abroad. Because mm-hmm. it's quite a nice scholarship since it covers most, like actually all of my expenses here. Uh, I haven't paid for anything and actually I received like a monthly stipend. Uh, so I, I, I'm able to explore the United States and my campus a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, that's probably more or less what uh, made me find out about the scholarship. I, I got to like know, know him, know scholarship through Manuel. Uh, then COVID happened, um, you know how all this process affected, like the, the quarantine affected like, like the entire world and yeah. Panama as well. So at some point it just, uh, I just like, it came back to my mind. I think I might have seen like an advertise whatever, like on, uh, on, on Google, you know how Google gives you like these ads, like, hey, apply for this scholarship every time you're trying to find something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember seeing like, hey, apply now for global UGRAD. Um, and that's what I did. And fast forward a couple of months, here I am. Nice. I, that, I did not know that um, Global U grad covered that much, like your expenses and the stipend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing in that sense. Uh, it's a lengthy process of getting selected, so you probably, you'll have to write a couple essays, you'll have to go through maybe one or two interviews, uh, get the medical clearance, um, your passport, your visa, and through all those stages, probably people get like shortcuts, like people, I mean, uh, you get shortlisted, and then if you don't actually manage to have all the requirements, you'll probably be replaced by someone else. Mm. Uh, so it's quite competitive, but eventually uh, it's an amazing experience, because as I said, like they cover absolutely everything. You don't have to, to pay for, for anything. Mm-hmm. So independently of what your background is, independently if you have actually the, the economic uh, possibilities to study in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, if you have a good academic performance, if you're a committed leader to your communities and if you're passionate about community service, uh, you're welcome to apply and you are actually quite, mm, there's a quite big possibility of winning it. So I think it's a really good experience and opportunity for everyone. That's, that's phenomenal. I, that's fantastic that there are actually opportunities like that to help people mm-hmm. get out of their communities and like gain skills that will help them mm-hmm. in whatever they're pursuing. Mm-hmm. So like for you, you mentioned like um, the essays and all the things you had to work on. What, did you, what do you think you worked on in the months, years leading up to actually applying that actually set you apart? And what would you encourage people to work on or think about before applying for the process? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think one of the of the big standpoints of like uh, this scholarship in particular is that they appreciate diversity a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think having kind of an open mind and having this ability to understand that I think diversity is a strength and, and a lot of times it's like a cornerstone for development and mm-hmm. achieving success. So I, I think probably being able to have that open mind and also being eager to learn f- about different cultures, about different lifestyles and way of doing things and different like processes of thought. 
um, I think is probably one of the of, of the main characteristics that a good like U grader, uh, as we call it, uh, should have. Um, then also, probably in in my particular case, what helped is that uh, I've, I've had like this kind of um, I would say uh, mixed cultural heritage kind of situation. My mm -hmm. my mom's Panamanian, my dad's Greek. Uh, I spent a, a quite big amount of my years in Greece and then also in Panama. So I think that has helped me like um, open my perspectives and horizons on the world and help me understand a bit more uh, exactly that diversity can be a strength. Mm -hmm. And once you you actually uh, understand that, I think you can empower yourself through that. Uh, by knowing that you can al always bring something to the table and always offer a new perspective that other people might not have. Uh, and I think, like specifically in American campuses and in our Aggie campus, that's, that's actually something really, really good. Um, offering and bringing like, your own traits, your own customs and traditions uh, to the table um, enables interesting conversations, enables people to change their minds and bring down stereotypes they might have had about your country or about your religion or mm -hmm. your culture. Um, so that's always a, a good thing to do, I believe. I'll come back to the process, but you mentioned like the opportunity to break down stereotypes. How, how have you seen that come into play since you've been here? Have you seen it at all? Uh, yeah, uh, I have definitely seen it. To be completely honest with you, uh, when you hear about South Dakota, you probably are, are thinking of... Uh, if you Even if you run like a, a Google search real quick, you'll probably see that it's a conservative state that's like on the upper... Um, in the upper like uh, midwest of the country so you're ex ex like expecting some certain like maybe of a cultural shock maybe a really different way of thinking and people not being as open to diversity as one would expect mm -hmm. uh, so probably the first stereotype to bring down would be that people are a lot nicer than i expect them to be and at least uh here in augustana they are mm, also more open to like to accept and embrace diversity um there's something called or something that i learned here this term uh, called Midwestern niceness. Uh, people are in that sense. People can be really nice. Mm. Uh, they'll hold the, the, the door open to you. They'll always greet you with a smile, mm. uh, and they'll also be interested in learning about your country of origin uh, and your own things. Probably um, a, a second idea or stereotype that I was able to to bring down here, uh, and in, in that line of thought, would be how tolerant people can be with people who don't look or even have their same their same ideas so religion I think plays a really big point uh, in this aspect P probably some certain people who are or consider themselves aligned with Islamic values mm -hmm. will probably be somehow afraid to come to a state that's really conservative or really Christian as South Dakota might be uh, but then again here in Augustana we even have like an interfaith room mm -hmm. uh, in which people from different religions who even like non-denominational religions can actually access their room and, and find like a, a space for prayer uh, so in that sense I think most of the stereotypes that I've, I've brought down here have always been like really good in terms of how they they actually resulted to be um, so yeah probably not and then from your own perspective how are you do you feel like you were able to demystify or take away any stereotypes from your own culture so Greece or Panama or any other one you identify with um, yes and no like to be completely honest uh, I, I think that probably that most of the stereotypes uh, that are um, aligned with the Latin America perception or like the American perception of Latin American people to mm -hmm. be correct 
uh, is that the we might be really extroverted out there kind of uh, loud and at at some point even flirtatious or something mm -hmm. uh, in that sense uh, I might think that my role in that stereotype I probably have perpetuated it <laughs> in certain aspects to be completely honest with you but I don't think that I'm speaking from all Latin American people since this is a really big and diverse uh, mm -hmm. region of the world and we have all different types of people. So I think what I've tried to do is to actually, in my capacity and in my possibilities, try to like let people know that, hey, we're not all like this. Mm -hmm. uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Julian, he's from Guatemala. Julian is actually a quite a, a big introverted person, right? So he won't come out of nowhere and say hi to you. He's a person who will probably keep to himself at parties or reunions. Uh, so I think I've just played a small part in a really bigger image of, for, for example, what Union Hispania, like our Latin Student Association here at Augie is doing in terms of trying to build uh, a more realistic and multifaceted perception of, of Latinos. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, in my, in my own way, I think I've tried my best to also kind of um, combat the stereotypical association there, there might be. And how did you find the balance between trying to be yourself, being unique, authentic, and then trying to portray or mm -hmm. fight against stereotypes. To be completely honest with you, Henry, I, I think that the world is in a desperate need of people who are not afraid to be themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, so in that sense, I think the balance, I, I found the balance in, in, while there were hard moments and difficult moments in which I wasn't sure if I was able to be my own self, uh, what I eventually found out is that the only skin in which I feel comfortable, the, the only way in which uh, I feel like myself if, if when I say what I have in my mind is when I act uh, in the basis of, of what I'm currently feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think the outcome of those actions when they're coming from the inside are way more realistic in portraying who you really are and maybe what your culture equipped you and with what tools your culture equipped you to go out there and, and like represent it. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say the balance lies in, in your own capacity to feel comfortable in your own skin and to acknowledge and embrace what makes you different, as cliche as that might sound. So I guess when you went in to apply, apply to UGrad, they you don't get to pick where you're going, mm -hmm. business, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you get put. You got. What did you? Where did you see yourself being instead of Sioux Falls, South Dakota? Uh, <laughs> it's really. So probably I think most people, when they think of the United States, they're even thinking of the East Coast or, or, or like the West Coast, right? So you're probably either thinking of those big cities like New York, Boston, uh, Washington, D.C., and then on the other side, you'll to your mind, will come cities like Los Angeles, Seattle, uh, maybe San Diego. Mm -hmm. uh, then again, on my particular case, I have some family living in Illinois, and I had an opportunity to actually visit Chicago in 2019. So when I so like that I was selected and shortlisted for UGrad, I was like, oh, please, please, please give me Illinois. Oh, no, yeah. I, I even saw that there was like this college called um, Augustana College down, oh, down yeah. in Rock Island, Illinois. So when I finally got my South Dakota placement and I saw like Augustana, I was, at first I was like, yes. And then you actually see that I actually saw it was like South Dakota, Sioux Falls. And I was like, wait, where is that? Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what? But mm, now, for like six, well, a semester down the road and like four months after that, 
uh, well, I actually got my placement in November, so that would be almost six months after I first got my placement. Um, I would say that it would uh, like I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm -hmm. um, I met amazing individuals here. Augie has such a nice vibe and community because it's like more or less of a small college. Mm -hmm. It's growing and expanding, but right now, yeah, in comparison to other colleges, it can be considered relatively small. Uh, and in that sense, you get to actually know your faculty a bit more. You get to uh, know the people at the International Students Program. Mm -hmm. uh, and they get to know you by your own name and like to know your face, to know what you like and who you are as a person. Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, I don't think uh, I would change it that easily. And while I haven't explored South Dakota that much, now that the summer is coming, I'm starting to probably appreciate uh, how beautiful it can be. Because yeah. the, the winters here, uh, the winters here are something else, but <laughs> pro tip, layers. Just use a lot of layers and you'll be alright. Uh, and be careful with the wind, because that freezing wind can definitely give some seasonal depression, it was my case. But at the end of the day, it's always wonderful to play with the snow. And we get a lot of that, so, yeah. Nice. And so you were here for four months, that was basically four months you took out of your undergrad mm. um you just uprooted yourself from your home and you came to a different country and we were talking about this before how you weren't able to take you're not going to be able to take the credits back mm. so i mean i guess from an academic standpoint it's not you did learn some things although you weren't able to take the credits so mm. then what is your takeaway from this whole experience academically speaking uh it's been amazing even though i won't be able to get the credits with me, I think that's probably the, le the least important uh, aspect of it because at the end of the day, I am getting that knowledge back and mm -hmm. that, that knowledge now forms part of the things I know and that I'm also able to, to offer to the world as an individual and future professional. For example, my, in my American government class, uh, which Henry and I actually share, uh, we had to work on, on a lengthy public, pro public policy project. So uh, you got to identify an issue or problem that the American landscape, political landscape right now is facing, uh, come up with a policy to actually uh, face it, uh, evaluate the salience of the political actors and parties at play. Uh, and from that process, I learned so, so much. Uh, even right now that I'm applying for, for a job, I actually use a big part of that knowledge uh, and process of actually doing a research um, to apply for the job and be like, hey, look, I had to do this for a, a big period of time and I had to learn a lot from this uh, and it's been quite useful. Uh, so I would say that even though, at least in my particular case, that might not be the case for everyone, I won't be able to transfer my credits. Mm. And the truth is that the knowledge I acquired here is something that I will be forever grateful. Uh, the professors are amazing. Most of them are in a PhD level. Uh, they definitely know what they're doing, or at least they pretend really, really well <laughs> to know what they're doing. Um, and at the same time, they're also amazing people. Uh, and that means that you can always go to their office hours if they're having an open door. You can ask them for a recommendation letter. You can ask them for some extra time uh, to turn in an assignment you have, you have had problems or issues dealing with. Uh, so that also makes the interaction much better in terms of feeling like you can rely on your professors, not only uh, in their professional uh, capacity, but also as really good human beings and individuals who know what you're going through. Yeah. Uh, and in that sense, that also has been quite fulfilling. And I wasn't expecting to, quote unquote, fall as much in love as I fell with my professors. So uh, I'm even hoping on maintaining uh, some sort of contact and uh, like a relationship with them over the years. 
because they, they have been they have been amazing. So a shout out to Professor Wanless. She she's the greatest. Nice. Um, I guess what's next for you now that you've been here, um, mm -hmm. taking away all this experience and knowledge. I mean, I am four days away from leaving, so I'm leaving on on like on Sunday. Today is a, is a Wednesday. What's back? Like what what's next? It's probably at first going back and really hugging my dog for, for a really long time and going out with like to, to walk with him and spend a lot of time with him. Uh, see the people I, I, I consider dear to my heart, like my family, my friends, my girlfriend. Uh, but then again, it just, uh, life never stops. And I, I have one more year of college, which I'm really eager to finish. I want to go out there and finally be a lawyer, a professional. Uh, currently, I have a job interview tomorrow. I'm applying for uh, for an internship. Nice. What's it for? Uh, is a is a political intern okay. in the British Embassy back in Panama. Uh, wishing me luck. But yeah, it's. I, I think this experience has, has definitely equipped me with not only like the information, but also like with the confidence in, in myself to be able to uh, to apply for this type of interviews, scholarships, and, and like programs as. Uh, as you grad and actually winning it, uh, I think it gives you a big boost in like on your own capabilities as an individual and as a future professional. It allows you to to understand that hey, I've actually something to offer. Someone out there saw that I have something to offer to this world, and uh, even though you have to know your own value, also receiving that from the outside definitely validates your position, mm. uh, and it gives you an extra boost to keep pushing. So. Uh, right now, it's I would just like to get a job in my in my field of study. Um, I'm interested in diplomatic work, so if I actually manage to get that that internship, I think it would be an amazing stepping stone to the things I want to achieve in life. So let's see how it goes. Yeah. All right, nice. You mentioned diplomatic role. What would you What would that role look like? Ideal world, you can create your job, <laughs> the countries you're being a diplomat for. Wow. Um, so the United Nations has like uh, their um, global food program in Panama. They, like they have their regional headquarters. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm. I think I'm really interested in, in doing some something like that, helping uh, manage and and kind of distribute food for like countries or places in the world that are being affected by uh, um, I don't know not like natural disasters or like humanitarian crises. Uh, I think even right now I, I can like. I have a really hard time understanding how with the amazing amount of resources this world has to offer, mm. we still distribute them in such a poorly way in which people are suffering and like dying of starvation out there. Yeah. Uh, in that sense, I would probably like to impact the world in a way in which I would kind of, um, I don't know, just give a little piece of me out there in, in, in the way of like impacting positively that issue. Mm -hmm. So. Um, in the global aspect of, of it would probably be something like uh, UN, United Nations, uh, Food Program Commissioner or whatever, <laughs> something like that. Nice, that's, that's noble for sure. Um, and I guess, last point, what, how would you, what would you recommend for someone who wants to go into this program? Um, mm. And then what's the reason someone shouldn't go into this program or what type of person I mean the, would this program not be the best experience for okay um, let's start from the second part of the question I think it's easier uh, I don't think UGRED is for people that have a really hard time uh, leaving their comfort zone and going out there 
and leaving their families and loved ones behind. Yeah. If, if you are not able to, to live away from your parents, you then probably shouldn't do this. Because uh, there are moments and we're definitely going to miss them. Uh, even with Panama, we don't really have like that big uh, hour difference, but other of my fellow U graders here have like 12 or 18 hour differences with their home countries. Mm -hmm. So they only get to speak with their families like really late in, at night or like super, super early in the morning. Uh, and in occasions like weeks will go by and you pr will go by and you probably won't be able to talk to your family that much. Um, so in that sense, if you're someone who's first like not able to uh, go out there and leave their comfort zones and try something new and take a leap of faith, uh, probably you shouldn't do it. Again, if you're not able to like maybe not talk to your family for a certain period of time, then you probably shouldn't do it. And lastly, um, if you have a hard time uh, opening your mind to new horizons, new ideas, new people, and as I said, diversity, uh, then you probably again should, shouldn't do it because I think it's an exchange program that's like deeply grounded uh, in, in diversity, in yeah. this exchange of ideas and, and of cultures. And it's perfectly fine if that's not your case, mm -hmm. but then it's also true that you should know that probably this program will give you a hard time. Uh, now, what would I say to people who would like to apply or for people who, who would probably be a good candidate for UGRAD? Uh, understand your, your strengths and, and capabilities. Uh, acknowledge them, work on them, know what you're good at, what works for you. Uh, I think everyone, absolutely everyone, has a story to tell. Uh, and instrumentalize your story to actually serve a purpose, a higher purpose for, for your career, for your professional uh, aims and, and desires. Because I think one way or another, life finds a way of equipping us uh, with tools, with, um, with strengths and aptitudes. Uh, and I think currently the, the, thing, the, like, the thing that's helped me the most through both this scholarship, my time here, and the things I want to do in the future, uh, was to probably know um, and work more on the things that I already knew I was more or less good at. Uh, so in that sense, uh, understand your potential and work on it to expand it as much as you can. Nice. That would probably be my advice. All right. Thank you for that insightful and great advice. If Do you have any last parting words, last thoughts? Uh, yeah. It would be that take that leap of faith. Even if you won't get to choose what university you're going to be placed, uh, I think UGRAD and in general uh, studying abroad is a fascinating experience. It definitely changes who you are as a person. And uh, it's so interesting how the universe works uh, in the way in which you will end up finding and meeting amazing people, uh, creating long-lasting friendships, falling in love for the first time, mm -hmm. uh, and finding your other half. And those are things that, uh, in an in a environment such as a university in the United States, uh, it's always a bit more fascinating than the one we might find in our home countries, because you're meeting people from everywhere. So, take that leap of faith. Go out there and shine. Nice. Thank you, Rogers. Thank you, Rogers.